He is I, the, I don't he, know where you're going exactly. Oh, he is on the Mount Rushmore of oh, Ohio State question. information. I mean, like, there's no question. No, And he's been doing it for a long time. He may be one of the steadfast faces on that Mount Rushmore. And now I want to know if he can. Senior member. Yeah, I want to know if he's going to tell me the dream. I have a little bit of a dream about Ohio State where I can see Mayan Williams and Trayvon Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Amika Buk. I want to see them all. I want to see. I want the full boat offense. Let's see if it's going to happen. On the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, he is the one, the only, Tim May. Hi, Tim. Sir. How's it going, fellas? Good. Uh, as far as your first question, uh, yes. reporter, yes. Uh, who, I think it's got a better chance of happening this week than it did two weeks ago. Oh, yes. Are we going to see Smith and you know Jigba this week? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there are only kind of hints that, uh, including the fact that we saw him come off the practice field the other day and uh, and and promptly uh, catch some added balls from the uh, jugs machine. and. Uh-huh. Uh, there are indicators, and I asked uh, Ryan on the on our lightning round media session yesterday, where you get one question: uh, Do you feel much better uh, about his chances of playing this week uh, from what you've seen in practice than you did a couple weeks ago? And he goes, "The answer is yes." But that has <laughs> that's that's as close as he gets to giving you any kind of idea uh, of whether he is uh, indeed going to be cleared. We won't know that until probably tomorrow morning. Uh, meanwhile, though, he did indicate that Mayan Williams is going to be back because he expects the running back uh, stable, the running back room to be 100% healthy this week going into this game, which is key when you're going against a team that uh, prides itself on stopping the run like Iowa does. I mean, Iowa's got the number seven total defense in the country and the 131st, which is there's only 131 teams in football in the football bowl subdivision of the NCAA, uh, they're 131st in that category in, in total offense, averaging 238.8 yards per game. Ohio State right now is what? Number five in the nation in total defense in, in terms of stopping the other team. And I think that's that average is like 257. I mean, their average being number five in the nation in total defense is still higher than what Iowa is averaging in total offense. So I don't know why I got on that track, but I still took a good. detour there. Oh, I was going to head to that direction anyway, bandit. Tim. I'm chasing the bandit across the country here. Yes, Go you ahead. are. It's the way it goes. So I'm going to ask you that when Ohio State scores 21 in the first quarter, right, and then this game's about over. I mean, that's that's kind of what it looks like. Iowa's offense is so bad. It's just unbelievable that a – a college-level offense in today's game could be this atrocious. They are. I agree. I agree 150. percent I don't. It's not just. It's there. It's there's no excuse for it to be that bad. I mean, is the is the term I use? I mean, it. You want you don't want to say it's like they're not. It's like they're almost not trying because they are. But here, here's the thing that's come come to bear on them. <clears throat> kind of like what. You know, I talked about this with you guys before the uh, the Wisconsin game. This was not your Wisconsin offensive lines of old, you know, the, the kind you've been used to seeing all these years. Now, obviously, they bounced back against Northwestern, but, of course, Northwestern got beat by Southern Illinois and Miami of Ohio and almost everybody else they played this year except uh, Nebraska. But I digress. Uh, the bottom line is this is not your – 
your Iowa offensive lines of late. I mean, Iowa played for the Big Ten championship last year in the Big Ten championship game, you know? And uh, But just, wow, just things have not worked out. You know, and as somebody pointed out, you know, they've been pretty decent on offense with Brian Ferentz as, you know, Kirk Ferentz's son Mm -hmm. as the offensive coordinator. Just this year, they're about as bad. Well, they are the worst in – in their category, they're the worst in their category of 131 teams, and and no matter what's going on, is in this modern age, it's hard to believe you can be that bad on offense. But when you couple their approach to offense, along with not having a stout offensive line and running backs and wide receivers that scare you, and maybe even a quarterback that scares you, this is what you get. I mean, they're hanging their hat on their ability uh, to, you know, on their on their use of the tight end. Well, you know, that's what Notre Dame did going in against Ohio State in the opener and scored 10 points. So, uh, I don't know. It's just, you're right. I mean, it's just almost no excuse to be this bad or this incompetent is more the word on offense. All right. I probably shouldn't do this, but I know. Hey, no, hey but other than that, I have no opinion. Go okay, ahead. good, because you never do. That's the beauty of, of interviewing you. Yeah. Um, yes. Tim, I, I – Last week, and I know it's almost November, so maybe I can say this this question. I know it's kind of early, but so What's you know, I'm, with the Browns. I, no, oh, no, no, ahead, no. I'm, I'm watching Penn State. I'm watching Michigan. I'm like end of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm watching two running backs from Michigan being interviewed at the end. I'm seeing Edwards out there and Quorum, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, look at these man. These guys are feeling pretty strong about their running back situation in Ann Arbor. Yep. And then I'm going, you know. Ohio State's feeling pretty strong about their running back situation as long as, you know, Henderson and, and Mayan Williams are healthy. I, I am, like, I was watching the end of that game last week and watching those interviews going, this is going to be a gargantuan battle when Ohio State yep. plays Michigan. I cannot wait to see what running game is better in that in that match. You know how you – Andy, do you have kids? I don't even know. I do. I yeah, I do. Two two high school well. kids. Oh, They're delightful. Man. You know – you know how your kids like do something and you tell them, uh, all right, go take care of that. You know, I want to yeah. see better. Yeah. You know, on, you know, like in school, I want to see, I want to see an A instead of a B in that class or a C in that class. Actually, how they got a D for the way they played defense, <laughs> pardon the expression, <laughs> <laughs> against, against, uh, uh, Michigan last year. Right. It, it's going to be the classic. Did you improve like you think you did moment? You know, yeah. you've been telling me you've been doing your homework. You, you know, you've got all these nice grades against uh, probably Iowa tomorrow. This, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, you've got all these nice grades against Michigan State and and all these other folks. But have you really improved? We're going to find out. You know, the last game of the regular season, and then offensively, same thing. As Ohio State developed that power running game or that physical power running game, it can count on against the defense. It's going to be probably the best defense they've gone against to date, which is going to be be Michigan's defense. Uh, although, you know, Iowa's is damn good. Um, uh, we're going to find out. We, You know, we're going to get some answers to that question tomorrow because, you know, the, the point most people make is, right now is they think Ohio State has the best offense in the country when, when, when it comes to all, you know, uh, checking off all the, all the boxes on what you want in an offense. Boy, Tennessee's right there too, right? Yeah. I, but, uh, but you're going to find out tomorrow whether they can take a, a, a defense that's ranked as high as this defense is and impose their will on them. And imposing, Ohio State imposing its will is different from uh, Michigan imposing its will. Ohio State imposing its will means it is so diverse. What do you stop and can you 
if you stop that, are you going to be giving up something over here? That's what Iowa's going to be faced with tomorrow. Against Michigan, it's more of uh, just, you know, can you can you defensively stop what Michigan really likes to do and make that quarterback have to win the game for them? That's what everybody keeps pointing to is is whether that quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, can, can win a game when he has to throw the ball down the field repeatedly. And that, that's where that's headed. But, yeah, it's – it's, it's always a, I mean, like I, I just wrote a story uh, about Jim Knowles and the Ohio State defense going into tomorrow. And the point I make at the end is this is a game you should put a stranglehold on uh, and and maintain it through the game. Uh, now, you may still give up a cheap touchdown or something at the end or something. But this is a game where if you have improved the way everybody thinks you have, this is the worst offense in the country right now go out and take a hold of them and don't let them, don't let them breathe. And that's, that's what I'm going to be watching as much as the offense tomorrow. Tim, you think the only team until we get to that Michigan game, the only team that's going to push this team is probably Penn state a little bit, right? That's probably going to be the only check that's on there. No, I think Maryland's going to be a tough out. Maryland, their game's going to be at Maryland. Maryland's playing offense big time. Uh, I think that's going to be a very intriguing game, but I, you know, this is, this is the thing about college football. You can't necessarily take what happened last week and apply it to this week. But, boy, did Michigan shove Penn State around last week. I mean, yeah, you take did. away that pick six off that deflected ball, deflected pass, you take away that pick six, and, wow, they dominated Penn State. And Penn State went into that game, what, whatever it was, number eight or whatever, number five or whatever, I know I said whatever too much there, but whatever. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Against the run, and 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 Michigan just ran it down their throat. <laughs> and so, well, does that tell you Michigan's a hell of a lot better than you thought they were, or does that tell you, boy, Pitt State was way overrated? I think a little bit of both. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Michigan came off as a little bit better than I thought they were at the it's, end. It's I was a Pitt like, State I, game, yeah, yeah. If the Pitt State game was in Wheeling, uh, West Virginia, or something. It would be very lopsided looking to me going into it, uh, but uh, I, uh, you know, whenever they host Ohio State, weird things can happen sometimes. The good thing is this game is at noon, so you won't have that whiteout uh, situation to deal with. But in um, the noise, it just seems like that place is quieter in the daytime than it is at night. You know, it's like a dome comes over the top of it. But I don't know. Uh, you know, I still yeah, have that headaches. Would be a test. I still that, have headaches. That trip to- Oh, go ahead, that go trip ahead. to Maryland the week before Ohio State plays host Michigan, that's going to be an interesting game. I still get headaches from from Happy Valley thinking about that stupid oh, yeah. Nittany Lion sound. <laughs> it's the worst. Tim's yours was intimidating. Yeah, yeah yours was Tim. That, that was you, intimidating. You've got a little uh, Texas in you, man. I'm I'm scared. Well, I've heard it a hell of a lot more than you have. Number one and number that's two, true. it's like it's like it's like. Somebody scratching their fingernails over a chalkboard, even though I don't think people use chalkboards anymore. Uh, over a smartboard, that's even worse. Yeah. The dry erase board. What uh, kind of sound does that make when you put your fingernails over it? I can't even think of a sound. It's probably like this, like that. I don't know. I'm still trying to use the. Uh, what was the thing where they, uh, the teacher sat in the middle of the, the class? Projector. No, no, no. Oh, I thought about that. Oh, the nothing. grease pencil. No, what was it? Nothing was worse than sitting behind that overhead projector, blowing that hot air on you. You could not stay oh awake God, for the yeah. life of you with that thing. Oh no, though yeah. the the you best were done was the you thing knew you were napping. The thing they put in the middle of the room, Tim, and it like it changed the slide, and it would go beep, and then they had to change the oh, slide. Yeah, yeah. Beep. it was a slide projector. That's yeah, what it was. That it? It was I don't know that it was. A, I, I thought it had a different the, name. The overhead, 
in the overhead, I took some lecture classes at Ohio State where guys use the overhead projector. Mm-hmm. If you were sitting more than 10 rows back, you couldn't even read it. You know, I'm just going, I want my money back. But, yeah, go try doing that. Well, Tim- a lot of people are going to get their money back now that I think about it. Go ahead now. Good point. Tim, we always appreciate your time. I, I can't wait to talk to you again uh, next Friday and ask you a good question because I'm listening. I'm always listening. All right, you got it. All right, thanks, Andy, Tim. Uh, hey, it's always a pleasure being on with you guys. See you later. You're the man. Tim May. You as well, brother. Talk Let him Monroe. Make sure you're reading him. He is, man, he can't get off that he's phone. To, he's got golf to play. Of course, he was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We're going to go back to the Broncos.